Brewers Daily with Jason Mertides. And welcome to your Wednesday edition, the 29th of April, the final episode, April episode, I should say, of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides, a month in which we've had absolutely zero NHL hockey. No hockey of any sort, unless it's of the replay variety. And uh, I hope everybody caught the replay of the 1975, or 74 rather, Stanley Cup Final Game 6 as the Flyers won their first cup in the franchise's history 46 years ago. And uh, great to see that old footage and Gene Hart calling the Flyers won the Stanley Cup. Hopefully we'll get that uh, that phrase echoed again uh, by Jim Jackson or Tim Saunders here in the very near future. And hopefully even maybe this year as the Flyers and the NHL are making plans to try and come back. We'll get to that momentarily. Also the player profile episode for Philip Myers this time around. And Phil will join us on this episode. But first, some good news out of Flyerland as uh, uh, Flyers Assistant General Manager Brent Flair uh, reporting on Oscar Lindblom, and he is un- set to undergo his final treatments, his final cancer treatments for Ewing sarcoma. Of course, he was diagnosed back in December. Ewing sarcoma is a rare bone cancer, and uh, Oscar's been in our thoughts and prayers ever since. And boy, what an inspiration he has been to his teammates all through going through this. Just 23 years of age, and here's what Brent Flair had to say regarding Oscar Lindblom's uh, treatments and, and winding down. He says Oscar's going through his tr- last treatments coming up here. But everything I've been told from Jimmy McCrossin, who's the team's trainer, has been very positive, uh, Brent Flair said. He said he feels great considering the condition he's in. He's a great kid, and he's determined, and his focus to, is to play as soon as possible. So uh, uh, he's, uh, of course, from Sweden. He's been in Philadelphia for his treatments uh, at Penn State University Medical Center and was spotted more than once visiting teammates at the Wells Fargo Center. I remember seeing him on picture day as well. And Brent Flair went on to say, for all the stuff that he's been through, uh, he still looks terrific. The last time I saw him, he looked good. He had a smile on his face. He's doing things like cardio workouts to keep up his strength as much as he can. And I think as soon as he gets his last treatments, the worst is over for him. And everybody hopes that, first and foremost, just so that Oscar can get back to living a normal life, 23 years of age. That's the most important thing. And then if hockey's in the uh, cards for Oscar, to, to for that to be part of his life still and play in the NHL, just 23 years of age and was really coming to his own as a player, uh, Flyers certainly hope that. The fans hope that. I hope that. You hope that. And uh, we're all praying for that for Oscar Lindblom. So good to hear that update on Oscar Lindblom. Also, the NHL mulling over its plans uh, for a return to play. They put a council together of uh, players from the NHLPA, uh, some leaders in, in the in in the league, uh, from the league office, also with some general managers and, and front office people. It's kind of the council, if you will, uh, the return to play group, uh, which James Van Riemsdyk, who's the Flyers player rep, is uh, part of. Now, the vast majority of NHL teams, they haven't skated since way back on March 12th. And that includes the Flyers. They were set to take on the Tampa Bay Lightning that night. And uh, the NBA was going to open up their facilities this Friday the 1st, but that's now been pushed to May 8th. The NHL, however, is circling the middle point of the month, May 15th, uh, to start opening some facilities for informal small group skates uh, for players to get back on the ice to start training. And uh, they put out uh, a lot of different return-to-play timelines uh, throughout that we've heard about and you know, ones that included concluding the 189 games left of the regular season. 
We've heard of others where it would just jump to playoffs and expanded playoff field and play in rounds, 24 team field. We've heard of really abbreviated playoffs uh, with the first two rounds being best of five and then the conference final and cup final being best of seven. But uh, Chris Johnson out of Sportsnet in Canada is uh, reporting that in recent days, multiple return plays, return to play timelines have started circling among team executives and player agents, and they feature many general consistencies about how the next few months could play out pending, obviously, the fan pandemic. Uh, as I mentioned, May 15th to the 31st will be that window for teams to start returning to their facilities, getting on the ice in small group skates, getting back out there informal. And then sometime between June 1st and June 30th would be some uh, period of training camp and exhibition play even, maybe some pseudo preseason games, if you will, uh, before they go back out and play games that matter. Again, it says June 1st through June 30th. Now, that could be any time in that window. These are basic windows. And then it says July 1st to September 30th is the completion of 189 regular season games in centralized locations. Uh, so they would finish the regular season with those hub markets that we talked about, whether that's Raleigh, Minnesota, uh, whether that's in Arizona. And they have these four hubs and teams complete their regular season there, followed by the Stanley Cup playoffs. So we'd have to see where the pandemic would be at that point in time to determine whether or not uh, these uh, Stanley Cup playoff rounds would be take place also at these uh, centralized locations like like Raleigh, like Minnesota, like Arizona, or if they're able to play in their home building, uh, just not in front of a full house or fans at all. So we'll wait and find out on that. And, and again, if the June 1st to June 30th training camps and exhibition play it starts early in June and that wraps up, then that July 1st start to the 189 game regular season and the playoffs could start earlier as well. So all this is kind of on a sliding scale. Uh, so say July 1st through September 30th would be to complete the regular season and then complete the playoffs. Then the offseason will begin uh, basically October 1. Uh, you'd have your free agency period. You have your arbitration period. You'd have your NHL draft. And then in mid-November, early November, training camps would open for the 2021 season. And then sometime uh, in early December, uh, the regular season would begin. So in that scenario, if it's pushed to the brink, um, if you're going by the the, the latest date on all of these equations, uh, there would be a six-week offseason uh, from the time the cup is handed out to the time the next season drops the puck. So, um, And if that's the case, and if they start the season in early December, say, they would eliminate their bye week, they would also eliminate the All-Star game, and they would probably extend uh, the regular season through basically the end of April, and then the Stanley Cup would ha get handed out late in June of that year and go back to a normal schedule thereafter. But uh, we'll see how all this plays out, and there's a lot of things to, to consider here. Uh, also, Gary Bettman saying to Ron McLean last week, with a lot of timing options, we have a great deal of flexibility. We're not going to rush anything. We're going to do any not going to do anything that's crazy. We're going to try and do something under the circumstances at the time that is sensible. So we'll see what happens. We'll see how it plays out. We're all hoping the game gets back on the ice, as is Phil Myers, and he's the subject of our player profile episode. Phil Myers, now 23 years of age, a six foot five, 210-pound defenseman, was not an NFL or an NHL draft selection. Uh, went to a camp uh, after his third year in uh, in the Quebec Major Junior League with the Calgary Flames, was in their rookie development camp, was not invited to their main camp. Then the Flyers did invite him to their camp. 
Things went well. He performed well. Eventually offered him a uh, entry-level contract. Phil accepted. He signed. Spent two, uh, two years, but well, a year and change with the Phantoms. Uh, 2017-18 was his first year. He played in 50 games. Uh, then last season, he played 53 games with the Phantoms. Also 21 with the Flyers. Had a golden assist in those 21 games. Uh, two points and a plus two, or minus five, rather, on the season. Um, then this year, uh, has played six games with the Phantoms, but 50 with the Flyers. Four goals, 12 of six, 16 points, and uh, a plus 17 on the season. And really, when he was paired with Travis Sanheim, that made all the difference in the world. Those two have been a great second deep pairing for the Flyers and can cover a tremendous amount of ice. And Phil was gracious enough to join us here on Flyers Daily. And here's my conversation with Flyers defenseman Phil Myers. Joining us right now on the day of his player profile, uh, Flyers defenseman Phil Myers joins us. Phil, uh, how you been uh, making out during the uh, the pause, and how you passing time without going crazy? Uh, you know, it was hard at first because I couldn't leave my house, but you know, I was just uh, you know trying to stay as active as I can. Um, I was FaceTiming a lot of friends and family, and you know, just trying to talk my way out of it, I guess. And um, you know, it's a little bit easier. Now. Go outside, go for drives, go for walks. So, uh, um, you know, all in all, it's been going pretty well. What are you doing to to try and stay as you know physically fit as you can? I know it's it's limited in in you know maybe the resources you have, and uh, you know you, you can't get on the ice. And maybe this has been the longest period of time you haven't been on the ice in a long time. But uh, what have you been doing to try and stay fit in case uh, you know you guys get called back and ready to play? Yeah. Um, I've been going for bike rides, going for jogs and stuff. So, you know, I've been doing, I've been trying to do my part there and, you know, in case the season starts up again and, you know, if it does, you know, I'll be ready. So, you know, I'm not too worried about that. Uh, you look at this year. I mean, you played 21 games in the NHL last year. This year you've played 50. You really found your footing and it's got to be, I mean, I know we look at what's going on around the world and it's, and it's bigger than hockey and it's bigger than sports, but you kind of be like, geez, this guy's to happen now, right? You know, I, I'm, I'm really starting to feel comfortable and I'm really making some hay, top four deep air. And uh, all of a sudden, you, the, the rug gets pulled out from under you this season. What was that moment like when it was, okay, guys, uh, you're, we're not playing for the very near future and we don't even know when we're coming back, if we're coming back at all this year? Yeah, at first it was sort of like a shock. I didn't really know what was going on. And you know, it actually took a while for it to sink in. Um, you know, at first I was like, okay, like this, I'm not going to miss any games, but then it's like, oh my God, this is getting out of hand here. So it's, uh, you know, it's been sort of surreal, I guess. Like, it, <laughs> I feel kind of lost, like, you know, with, without going to the rink and, you know, without seeing the guys and it's just, uh, you know, it's just, it's been different, but, you know, like you said, it's bigger than hockey and, um, you know, everybody's got to do their part for us to move forward here and the, the you know, move on with our lives and, you know, to get back to playing hockey. So it's, uh, you know, like I said, it's bigger than hockey and, you know, we're, everybody's just trying to do their part right now so we can, you know, move forward. You are dealing with the injury you just alluded to it, the, uh, the fractured patella and, um, you know, so you were on the shelf at the time. How has the rehab process gone for you and how has, you know, being on the pause and not really being able to go to team facilities and stuff affected your ability to rehab and, and where are you now with the injury? Um, yeah, my knee's feeling good now. Um, I've, I have no limitations on it right now, which is good. Um, you know, I, I've been, 
trying to, you know, move it around, activate it. I've been sort of lifting weights with my legs there. So it's, uh, you know, it's been good. I, I, I've obviously had a lot more time than expected to, you know, get better, which is good. It, it helped me, you know, just take my time and rehab and not rush into anything. So, um, yeah, I've been uh, on the phone a lot with uh, Jimmy and, you know, he's been helping me out with my rehab. So it's, uh, yeah, it's been going really good. Well, it's a, it's a good thing. Like you mentioned, you don't miss any games. And you guys uh, had a few players injured at that time. James Van Riemsdyk, uh, one of them, Nate Thompson as well, and uh, yourself, and, and to be able to not miss man games. Um, how closely have you kind of been first following just the news of the situation from uh, a global standpoint? Is it something that you find you can't just get go to kind of go down that rabbit hole because it's a little overwhelming? Or are you a guy that follows it kind of day in and day out? Yeah, well, my mom has uh, my mom has the news channel on all day, so um, you know it's over. It's overwhelming a little bit. Yeah, you know the prime minister and you know the president's pretty much making speeches every day on updates and stuff. So it's uh, you know it's been kind of crazy. Um, you know, I'm trying to stay updated, but I'm not trying to stress about it too much. You know, and um, you know, like I said, I'm just trying to do my part and you know if the season starts up again I'm just I'll be ready and um you know I'm not too worried about it how is it in Moncton right now you're up in uh, Moncton uh New Brunswick how how is it up there um as far as just kind of you know the morale of, of that area and you know people kind of uh quarantining or you know stay-at-home orders whatever you want to call it yeah lately it's been pretty good um we're the we're the province in Canada that has the less cases per population so it's uh it's been really good especially this week they started lifting uh restrictions a little bit we can sort of go uh we can't go see our friends yet but we we can go to someone else's house and you know they're, they're calling it the two household program or whatever and it's uh you know it's been good um I've been able to go see my girlfriend. I hadn't seen her in uh, in over a month since I've been back because we've both been quarantining and stuff. But, um, you know, it's been going good. And um, if everything keeps going well, I'm supposed to rent a cottage here next month. Uh, you know, obviously, unless we get called up again to play. To play so, uh, but, you know, it's been good. The restrictions have been you know, slowly getting better and hopefully it keeps going that way. Um, Phil, let's talk about, uh, you know, the, the amount of communication you're having with your player rep. That's James Van Riemsdyk. It's been reported that the NHL and the PA have kind of put a committee together, a, a return to play committee, which he's a part of. Um, how often are you getting updated from, from James and the NHL PA on, on potential restart options? Yeah. Um, we've, we have a group text there and, you know, a lot of the guys, you know, talking it every day and uh, JVR updates us there a couple times a week about that. And, you know, there hasn't been any permanent decisions, but, um, you know, it's keeping us updated there a couple times a week, which is good. And, you know, it's good to, you know, sort of be in the loop a little bit and, um, you know, just to know what's going on. What's the biggest for you guys as players, you know, um, hurdle to overcome when you come back? Obviously, you were you were in the, the teeth of a season, you know, just about 70 games played, 69 games played for you guys. 
uh, and kind of ramping up towards the playoffs. Uh, how much time do you need, do you feel you need as players, to get back before you can jump back and either finish this regular season or jump into a playoff? How much kind of conditioning and stuff do you need? Yeah, well, personally, I sort of went through something like this last year. Obviously not the pandemic and everything, but after the season, I took a month off and I was, uh, you know, I was pretty much on vacation for a month there. And then I got called up for uh, the Worlds there in, uh, in Slovakia, I think it was. So it was uh, in Czech Republic or in Kosice. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. I sort of went something through the, in, through something like that. And, you know, it's, so I'm, I'm just not trying to worry too much about it. Obviously it's going to take a, maybe a week or two to get back into it, but it's, uh, you know, I think if it does start up again, it's going to be okay. And, you know, I think we have a, a mature enough group of guys in, in our room, you know, a good group of leaders that, you know, we're going to, if it does start up again, we're going to, you know, we're going to do good and we're going to have a, a training camp and, you know, take it seriously. So it's, uh, um, you know, like I said, I think everybody on our team is trying to do their part and, you know, it's going to go well if it does start up again for us. So let me take you back. You, you played in the queue for the Huskies uh, for four years. Um, you, you were an undrafted um, player, but what made you decide to sign with the Flyers? Why was that the opportunity that was right for you? Well, to be honest, um, you know, when I never got drafted, it was sort of like a wake-up call and, you know, I just decided to work as hard as I could that summer, you know, to give it sort of one last push there. And, you know, I'm really glad that it obviously worked out. And, you know, when the Flyers, so for, well, I went to the Calgary Flames development camp there and I never got invited to the main camp. And I was kind of disappointed there because I thought I, I had a really good camp there and, you know, I was playing with confidence and stuff. So then when the Flyers invited me to their training camp and, you know, I sort of had a good camp, I didn't really know, you know, obviously if I was going to sign or not, but, you know, I knew I had a good camp and I was just, you know, sort of working as hard as I can to try and make the best impression that I can. And, you know, after not being drafted and stuff, it, when they offered me that contract for me personally, I thought it was a no brainer to take it and, you know, try to earn everything I get starting from there. So it was uh, sort of the mentality that I had since I signed and, um, you know, same mentality here going forward. Phil, is that something that you carry kind of, and you look at and you know, you use as motivation still, you know, you're, you're in your second year in the NHL. You've played a bunch of games in the AHL. You've played 71 NHL games now, 50 this year, 21 last year. But is that something that you kind of say like, Hey, you know, these guys didn't draft me. Screw you, man. I'm going to show you now and use it even as motivation further. Or is that kind of in the rear view? Um, you know, obviously you can use it as a little bit of motivation, but now it's just, you know, it's my job. I, I got to do, I got to do all that stuff, you know, work out, work hard and, you know, keep my body in shape. So it's just, you know, I like doing that. And obviously it's a little bit more motivation there. <laughs> I sort of had that little chip on my shoulder and, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy to have a, a little bit more extra motivation. Um, but when you look at the fact that, uh, you know, where you've kind of climbed to this year, you're in a top uh, four D pairing with Travis Sanheim. What is it about the play of, of you and Travis that works so well? Because you guys cover so much ice with your both. You got both elite skaters in this league, long bodies, good stick, long sticks. Um, but the pairing just works. What, in your view, why does it work so well? 
Well, personally, like you said, I think we're, I think we're both really good skaters and, um, you know, the fact that we've played together in the American League a little bit and we've been around each other for so long, you know, through development camp, after development camp and, you know, just stuff like that. And, you know, I got to know the guy a little bit. He's an, you know, he's an awesome guy, easy to talk to. And, um, you know, I think just all of those factors there that, you know, we just started clicking at the NHL level like we did in the American League there a couple of years ago. And, you know, he's a, you know, he's an awesome guy, awesome partner. And, you know, I couldn't ask for anything better. Yeah, kind of to find that partner with, with two younger guys, uh, the situation you're in, boy, that, that could be like uh, one of those lasting things that you guys kind of attach to each other for a very long time, both really young guys and uh, playing really well already. Um, when you look at uh, where this team was going, do, do you have a feeling, you know, I'm asking a lot of guys this, a feeling that there's, there's a lot of unfinished business. You guys um, throughout the season have gotten better and better, stronger and stronger throughout the season. You won nine of your last 10 games. Uh, but uh, you, you want a chance to, to get in the playoffs and, and really take a run at it, don't you? Yeah. Um, Stanley Cup, that pretty much sums it up. We want it. We're, we're going to get it in hopefully the next couple of years. And, um, you know, I think we're definitely going in the right direction. The attitude in the room this year is night and day difference from last year when I was up. And um, I, I think we do have – the group of guys to do it, I really do. I, I really believe that. Um, you know, I sort of have the same feeling uh, in the room that I had when we were when we won in the in the in the queue when we won the president's cup. There, you know, it's uh, you know I think all the guys just get along. There's there's that you know glue in the room. It just it's, it just clicks and um, and like I say, we do we have that you know we have a lot of young guys that have a lot of talent there with. You know, Carter Hart, uh, you know, Patrick, Konechny, Provorov, you know, all those guys that are just, you know, becoming great players. And, um, you know, I, I really believe that we have that the group to do it in, in the next couple of years. Yeah, really good mix with uh, some veterans and uh, and the addition of guys like Kevin Hayes, who with that personality sure sure helps you guys out a lot. Um, Phil, um, last thing for you. Uh, have you uh, got a list together or anything of uh, good stuff to watch on Netflix? Uh, have, have you watched anything in your spare time that you can uh, let the people know that is a good watch to kind of pass the time as we still deal with this pandemic? Yeah. Um, I'm watching the Michael Jordan, uh, the last dance there. That's really, <laughs> that's worth it. I've really enjoyed these, uh, the last few episodes there and, and uh that's something I definitely suggest. I've watched Suits. I've watched a lot of shows that are on Netflix. Oh, I watch Suits. That's but, a good you know, show. The one that yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> but uh, the one that I'd recommend the most right now, it just came out, um, is The Last Dance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Meghan Markle, who I guess is the, the princess or whatever in England. I'm not sure where the whole hierarchy goes, but she's in Suits. Uh, and that was actually a pretty good show. One I watched a few years ago, I forgot about. Um, uh, did you watch yeah. The Tiger King or, or, or Money Heist? I know they're two big ones that a lot of guys have watched. Yeah, I watched Tiger King. That was crazy. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> worth the watch. Um, <laughs> I watched a lot of shows. I watched How to Get Away with Murder, How I Met Your Mother. Um, white collar um i i watched prison break uh this is all over the last couple of years uh, not this year obviously but yeah well you've, you've got um, a lot 
in, that you've watched throughout, yeah. throughout the year in your travels on plane trips and stuff, right? Yeah, <laughs> well, exactly. Phil, um, are you one of those guys? You think you guys are going to get back uh, to reconvene and get this thing uh, culminated? I mean, at this point, I don't really know what to expect, you know, but if it does, I'll be happy and, you know, I'll be getting back into the routine. All right, man. Well, everybody's hoping that you guys get back on the ice and it certainly means good things from a, from a pandemic standpoint and whether it's with fans and neutral locations, without fans, whatever it might be, uh, you know, you guys want to make exactly. a good run. Yep. All right, man. I appreciate you doing this, Phil. Uh, be safe and we'll talk soon. All right. Thanks. I remember tweeting out in a game, uh, I think it was against Columbus uh, uh, in February, uh, the way that Myers and Sanheim were playing out there and just dominating the game with their elite ability to skate. Both players, elite skaters in the NHL and very good athletes and great skaters. And I remember tweeting out that watching those two play defense when they're really jumping on the play is like watching two gazelles on skates, just the way they cover the ice. It is tremendous. And Phil Myers has found a good partner in Travis Sanheim and really has come into his own for the Philadelphia Flyers and a tremendous undrafted signee and find for the orange and black. And thanks to Phil Myers for joining us on this episode of Flyers Daily. Player profiles will continue coming up on Friday, our May 1st edition with the captain, Claude Giroux. So uh, I believe uh, Elaine Vigneault will be joining us on Friday as well. So it should be a fun-filled episode of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. In the meantime, everybody stay healthy and thanks for listening. Oh, oh, oh.